0: Hey everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Myself, Big Ron Partlow, Dusty Hanshaw, the producer, Scott McNally. Good to see you guys. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and... Ring the bell. Ring Good the goddamn way. bell, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and remember, uh, Think Big Bodybuilding Media Patreon, keep your producer homed. Thank it's you for guys. the price of a cup of coffee as I show off my amazing Empire Strikes Back cup. And um I've stopped putting this through the washing machine because the the little beautiful little painting is coming off. It's a good That's move. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, power move. And um I gotta also say uh am Mutant.com, Mutant, of course, Dusty and uh Dusty and I, Mutant Nation to the core. Thank you to Mutant for sponsoring the show. <clears throat> Dusty Twenty, Big Ron Twenty, get your twenty percent off at am Mutant.com. And of course it helps us out. And what else there to say? I just want to talk about
1: how um, small that cup looks in your hand. Yeah, is that like I mean, it's like a miniature coffee
0: cup. cup. It's like a thimble.
1: <laughs> it's a normal. This is like a normal Joe Blow coffee cup. It? Like, it took everything I had
0: not to comment as soon as you brought it up. I was like, Wow, you know, that's a very small cup. mini cup. Yeah, little <laughs> mini cup. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about t- today's episode. Our our lead topic: the ten exercises. If you can only do ten exercises, what would they be? Yes. makes it really, really cerebral stuff. Putting these guys to work today. Putting it to work. But first, I just wanted to touch. I had a great weekend, guys. We had the Van Pro here this weekend. So it was a big, uh, crazy bodybuilding weekend up here where we're at. Very lucky to have a pro show happening right where you live. You know, not everyone gets that. So it was good. Yeah, it was good. Everything went pretty well. Um, You know, I had a bunch of clients in the show, and that was a lot of fun. I had had a couple of heartbreaking seconds you know where you think i think we might win this class and you're like
2: oh, oh damn yeah. just a
0: close call yeah and then uh and then how to how to win how to win um in the and the amateur show and then uh yesterday i got my first as a coach my first pro win helping awesome. out uh helping out jaws i just call him jaws his name is john lee but uh everyone knows him as jaws on instagram and uh Jaws got second last year at the Van Pro because Branch <clears throat> came from China and won the show. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then Jaws went to Chicago and got th- a third, and then he went to Dallas and got top three, I think. like He did really well last year. So the goal oh, this year was to win a pro show, punched his ticket to the Olympia, got oh, the win. Man. And uh, so, yeah. So I, uh, I spent the night last night reminding Emily that at her man – is now an Olympia level coach. There you just go, say. yeah. And uh, there are certain requirements that Olympia level coaches have.
1: <laughs> I liked it. Well, I've heard about them.
0: And you know, if you want to be with an Olympia level coach, you know what you to do. Just, you got to that, you gotta step certain, up your game. You're gonna have there's certain there's certain implications, right?
1: Well, you you gotta you gotta relieve any sort of pressures you have. You know, with that level. Well,
0: Yes, you have to make sure you create a very uh, welcoming mm. and calming environment for your. Uh, <laughs> what's the term? You know, your your exceptionally high status man.
1: Thank guru, much We're uh, a whole
0: new level now. Whole new level. <clears throat> whole new level. There's it's funny. Your
1: expectations. There's, there's clarity in your camera that's different now. Actually, yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> I think there's actually a light coming off of you now, not just <laughs> yeah. the one there. <clears throat> So I, I no. had to ask, though, to, to, to before this goes way off topic. Yes. So I was watching for the last few weeks as you've been sharing Jaws as, like, check-ins. And they were good. They were always – I mean, they're always good. Um, But I'm comparing him against himself, and I was like, about like himself. You know, he always comes in great. But you did something in the last three days. The, the freaking suns shined – I mean – he turned around from the back and I'm like, hello nasty, nasty, nasty glutes and hams. Like in at three days out they looked good, like always. I mean, he's always in good shape, but I mean, I don't know.
0: I mean, was he more full, more dry, both? What was No. It? So <laughs> Um, we actually I actually thought that he was like running a little behind there. Um he had a rough prep this year. Like there were some challenges. Um you know, it wasn't an easy prep, and then about three weeks out, I said, "Okay, you're almost at your weight, but you don't look. Hmm. You're, you're, you know, like, you know how you get kind of used to somebody, like, oh, as soon as he's mm-hmm. under 190, his glutes will be in,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
0: But then you just get that one prep where, like, you know, the guy hits 190, the glutes aren't in yet. You're like, well, they're going to come in right away.
1: Yeah, 189. And then
0: he's, <laughs> yeah, and then he's he's 187, and they're not in yet. And you're like, that's funny. He's like hard as nails everywhere. We got to get these glutes in. So then you're like, okay. well, And then 185 and they're not quite in yet. And you're like, okay. So I'm like three weeks out. I'm like, we're going to one carb meal. Like we're doing 40 carbs a day for a while. Like that's, I don't know what's going on. You know, every prep's different. But this prep, we're going 40 carbs. And then it was literally every single day he got a little harder, like at a more rapid rate. And then three days out, he was 178 with his cutoffs 180. Yeah. And three days out, he was 178. And then, you know, the glutes just came in right at the end. And they can still come in more. Like they weren't, they weren't, they'll be nastier at the Olympia. And, um, but everything just came together. The plane just, super, landed, just landed. It was super nice. weird
1: though, because so, so Nikki saw your post first this morning and she was like, oh, Ron's guy won classic physique and i go oh oh huh. and i was like yeah he was a little soft from the back and i said that without seeing the pictures and then i went to your page i looked at the pictures i was like what happened i mean yeah, it just came together it was dr- i mean literally you can ask her because i was i was like i'm a little surprised just because it was not in
0: you know yeah And I'm like, i don't he know did, what happened did, but something happened <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, another advantage was they weighed in on Friday, right? But they competed mm-hmm. Sunday.
1: Mm. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. So,
0: so he didn't like carb load. He did a cup of rice. Like he was doing no carbs to make weight, right? Once he weighed in right. at you know 178 and a half or whatever. It was like, okay, let's start eating a cup of rice per meal. He just did a cup of rice per meal Friday night, all day Saturday, mm. just a cup of rice per meal. And just yeah. slowly come back to life. He pounded like seven, eight liters on Saturday, just just fill out. Just eat normal. Yeah. I didn't want to freak. Is you know, classic guys. I didn't like. I don't want to go giving them crazy amounts of food. There's no risk. You know, didn't want yeah, to take yeah, risks, why. right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then just Saturday night, he had like a big carb meal. He had like you know, like you know, two and a half cups of rice or something with like some rice cakes and honey, and went to bed. Yeah. And then, and then Sunday morning, it's like, oh, hello. <laughs> I love that. You know, nice. I love, love that. And I mean, he that still was- drank like. Uh, he drank like a liter Sunday morning, and he drank a liter between shows, morning okay. and night show. You know, so he wasn't like he wasn't like you know stuff like it wasn't like dehydration city. It was just filling him out a bit, and he was about one eighty five on stage, one eighty six. So he mm-hmm. filled out, you know. But yeah, it was just really great. You know, it was very tough class. Yeah, like, technically, technically, of the top three, the other two guys were actually a little bit leaner. Hmm. Um, you know what I mean? If you just were to go skin thickness and body fat percentage, I bet the, the second and third place guys were technically a bit leaner. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about shape, structure, balance. And then Jaws was like His pose shredded. Was His awesome. back double Zubo. bicep was insane. His back double bicep is just and city. It's like really bizarre. Mm-hmm. And um, the side chest is just like popping, busting full and pecs and all that sort of stuff. We can throw some pictures in if you want, Scott. Absolutely. Do Please do. But but yeah, you know, it just it's just about the package. And and I remember, you know, like, you know how condition is so deadly, right? Like, oh yeah. Condition is so deadly. So there was this one guy, well, Dylan Bercy from from Out East was was awesome. He wound up second. Um, and he looked fantastic. But Bob Waterhouse came from the UK. And um he was insanely conditioned. Like upper. Top shelf, ridiculous, world class. Like, you know, when you see pictures from the world championships and there's like those dudes that no one knows, and you're like, who the f? Yes. that's, he had that look. Like, I love that. Holy shit. Like, people who didn't know who Waterhouse was now in this around here, they know now. He blew everyone away. He was, what an ironic name, too. Yeah, Waterhouse. (laughs) You know? But, but so conditions so deadly that I was staring at him in the morning. I was like, oh, you know, they got him right next to Jaws. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is not what I like to see. This is like, you know, Jaws looks incredible and has the big quads and has a lot of the stuff that that can win. But then this one guy is just so distractingly, insanely shredded. Yeah. yeah. Right. And <clears throat> so I left the morning show kind of thinking, oh, this is a uh, tight. One or two. Yeah. And then I started talking to people. And I'm like, what do you think? And they're like, oh, Jaws all the way. Really? And I'm like, oh okay, well, that's good to hear, but what do you think about Bob? And they're like, oh, that guy's insanely ripped, but, you know, Jaws is going to win. I'm like, oh, okay, and they're just like, "the, the, the round, it's just too much. There's just too much fuck bubbly shit going on. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to remember, you know, as a yeah, coach, yeah. we're so conditioned, like we're so, you know what I mean, so impressed. Plus he's focused. your guy,
1: so you're, you're yeah, automatically was- did- lowering your guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, you want to be conservative. So, yeah, so that was the... So I just want to give credit to everyone. The whole the whole Classic class was awesome, and it was Messages great. Messages are great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, so and then, got, of course, we gotta, I got to mention uh, uh, Hassan Mustafa. Oh, he, punched dude, in he's the looking ticket. so good, dude. Like, he's. Insane. I've always wanted to see him bring it together,
2: and there's a few years there where, like, you know, he's kind of floating around. Maybe he'd get a third or a fourth, but it's like, man, if he came in in better shape... I love, like, I feel like this is his season now, you know? I really do.
0: Yeah, and it was great to see Stanimal in second looking fantastic. Stanimal was, like, polished, professional conditioning. He looked amazing. And then Nate Spear. You got to meet Nate. Did you meet Nate and Andrew both? Yeah, I met Nate and Andrew. I only talked to them for, like, a few minutes backstage at the prejudging. That's all I, I didn't see Andrew again the whole weekend. He was, oh like no, I'm kidding, those guys with ghosts. But, um, but I saw them for a minute. It was great to see them and meet them. Andrew Barry's like a big dude. Oh, yeah. Yo yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I forgot he's like taller than me. And huge. Yeah. oh, like, is he's, he? He's like an inch taller than me. I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> you're a big guy, man. And, uh, and, and Nate, Nate's a big dude too, man. It was great. It was great to see those guys. But yeah, it was, he looks it was incredible. impressive but my 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 little pearl of wisdom about hassan mustafa is um i said to him backstage i was talking to him and he looked like awesome man backstage he was covered in like capillaries yes veins bursting out of his body on every square inch of his surface like looked like he just ate 10 muffins yeah, <laughs> and, and, and just busting full and his wife was kind of helping us talk because she's completely fluent his wife okay. is like perfect English so I said did, what did he carb up on and you know she turns to him and you know speaks in, in, uh, in Arabic and then he, 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 she says well he just did no carbs for 30 days zero at all to get the conditioning and, um, and it's not a keto diet it's just protein and fiber with, with right. low fat and he just suffered to get the condition and then he just put a cup of rice per meal in for a couple days he doesn't really cover up no kidding wow because it doesn't doesn't do a lot for him he doesn't look better he just put a bit of like just one cup of rice per meal couple days just let the body get a bit of glycogen and i'm like god damn he looked like <laughs> he looked like just you know His what legs. people think People think, oh, that guy must have eaten thousands of grams of carbs, like thousands. He must have been eating like no. He just put some rice in some meals, three hundred carbs. Yeah, fifty grams of meal. Just think, 50 literally three hundred grams. Yeah, That's six wild. meals. Yeah, was, you know.
1: So, so and, I got to uh, ask one, one more question about your uh, uh, about Jaws. How do you guys
0: now handle a short gap to the Olympia? Mm. No, problem. Cause he's like, yeah, I mean, he's in, he's in really good shape and I want to pull five pounds of body fat off of him. But the plus is, <laughs> this is a funny story. Last year he hided in when he turned pro in 2019. And then last year he always hided in at five, six, which was one eighty. Mm-hmm. This year he went and he was five, six and like six, eights or three quarters or whatever, five, 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 six and three quarters. He was like three quarters of an inch taller. Huh, and he's been—he didn't realize he was, but he's been doing a bunch of like decompression. Right. And yeah, last year he was squatting six plates all the time and deadlifting up to seven hundred pounds all the time. This year he was pure bodybuilding, none of that stuff. He was mm-hmm. still training hard and heavy, but he was on the pendulum. <clears throat> he was on the leg press. He wasn't deadlifting right. as much, and we're just wondering. If he, like, combined with hanging, he just didn't realize he got a little taller. taller. So his new cap is 185 if he wants to push it. That's amazing. So, you know.
1: That is amazing.
0: Yeah, so he's got, like, an extra five pounds to play with. Plus, he could be five pounds leaner. So I could be taller than you. There's some room. Yeah, yeah, we could figure it out.
1: That's all I ever heard was that I could be taller than Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it went immediate thought about myself. I completely forgot who we were talking about. I was like, I am 6'5". Yeah. five. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I was just curious because, I mean, that was, uh, I find that to be, there's room to improve, so it's good that the the room to improve is down. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. He can he can get better in, in both directions, really. So, you know, we're, we're excited. I mean, when's the Olympia? October? November. Can't even remember. November. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. so it's, November it's even longer instead. than I thought. Yeah, yeah. I know. They keep moving in around on us. We'll be in Florida so, in
1: November. Weird. Yeah. We don't get yeah. time off anymore, Ron. No time
0: off. Well, I'm really glad we're not in Florida in August. So, whatever. There you go. Yeah. True
1: if we just work on the Arnold not being in March next, that'd be cool in
0: Columbus anyway. So, so we're talking about the 10 exercises. If you can yes. only do 10 exercises, what would they be? And, Versus first um, is hack squats. <laughs>
1: yeah. And like I was
0: saying, I was saying before when we, we, thought we were talking about the topic, it's not 10 machines, right? You yeah. can't just pick a leg press and say, Oh, I'll do calves on the leg press. It's 10 exercises. Yeah. So everything counts as a separate exercise. Yeah. You know, you can't just say pull downs with whatever handles. No, no. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Specific. What are you
1: doing? Yep. Yeah. So for me, so, I would skip calves altogether because they're so small. Like, what's the point? Scott <laughs> skips them all together because look at. Yeah,
0: it's unfair. <laughs> Scott <gets an> extra <laughs> I get it, Yeah. I get an extra exercise, but I need yeah, it for crap. the everything, for the everything else needs that. So. <laughs> You know what I mean, and then like, do I bother training calves just to like fight the fight, or do I just? That's what I'm saying. To
1: See, you gotta go. You gotta go all in. On, you gotta go all in on your strengths, in my
0: opinion. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? right. Just, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can because, keep looking good in a T-shirt is what you're saying. That's all that matters. Well, well, yeah, Five you, chest gonna, exercises. Yeah, chest, shoulders, arms. Yeah.
1: Why? Why is Ron so simple? Well, he's retired now. And he yeah, wants yeah. his arms to be massive, his shoulders yeah. be massive, and his yeah. chest. That's it. Yeah. Bicep <laughs> curls,
2: preacher curls, dumbbell totally. curls.
0: Alright, totally. <laughs> so I
1: have to ask one question for real, though. Would you even do an ab movement? No. See, I wouldn't either. Because they're working no. all the time. And if I only get 10 things, I'm not, I'm not bothering.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't need to train abs. My abs. My abs actually get. My abs get sore when I ride my bike for two hours. So, like the next day, I'll have like sore, sore intercostals and stuff. Oh, I bet. From like core, you know, core stability. I'm getting lots of core exercise. Yeah. So I'm fine. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I think, I think we should wrap them off though. Like, I want to, I want to hear okay. like, Ron, you got to do like a few at a time, not this back and forth
0: where we create it all together. Okay. Like I'm just getting on your own. <laughs> so, I'm going to say do the work for Dusty. 10, 10 I got exercises. My own. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um uh, a squat machine. Like if Which uh, one? this isn't me. This is me. Which one? Uh, yeah. Me. Let's say hack yes. squat. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm you know, I'm not gonna load my sp- I talked about putting barbells on my back anymore. I'm trying not to do that. Right. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say hack squat. I'm gonna say um a stiff leg deadlift. That's so always good. just yeah, I was that's a basic keep your body functional movement. Uh I'm gonna say uh, a standing calf raise I'm going to say a, a D handle medium grip pull down Okay. of some kind like a neutral grip elbow drive down pull down of some kind um, I'm going to say a chest supported row okay Damn. Oh. we're up to yeah, five we're under. in trouble here I'm going to say uh, incline dumbbell press Okay, I'm gonna say side laterals, dumbbell mm-hmm. side laterals, right? Um, I'm gonna say preacher curls. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. some kind of tricep press down, whatever handle. I like got like, like a cable. Yeah, like a cable okay. press down.
1: Okay. Damn, that's nine. You got one left, dude. You are in a, a hammer world strength, of pro four world. way neck machine. Yeah, strength,
2: four way neck. Hammer strength four, <laughs> way, ne- hammer strength four <laughs> way neck. <laughs> I, I'm, t- I'm
0: tempted- trained don't forget your tibialis. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually tempted, you know, at that point I'd say like I'm gonna say I'm gonna say pec deck. Ch- I right. need two ch- two chest exercises. Pec deck's All good. Right, keep that- Got to keep that T-shirt filled out. You got an incline, like incline press, and a pec deck. Yeah, okay, that's a good. Uh, there okay. we go. That's my that's my list. That'll keep me like. Oh, you look like you own a gym.
2: That'll keep you <laughs> there.
0: That's a physique I need, right? You look like you own a gym. You look like you know what you're talking about. That's a How physique I want. Yeah. How about you, Dusty? What do you got?
1: So my list is funny because I was I, I already had written it down. So the first two are basically the same: hack squats, RDLs. Yep. Which I consider most people, even though they are different, most people will call those two things and they're doing the same movement. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. When I you say know.
0: stiff leg deadlift, I'm talking like powerful, slightly yeah. bent knee. Not yeah. like, you know. Yeah. yeah.
1: We're doing the same movement. We just worded it differently. Yeah. Um, I would do rack chins for my back width. Okay. I would do a barbell row for my thickness um shoulders this is a tough one so prior to being injured it would have just been a press but now it would actually be a cable side lateral i love cables for laterals i just find that that constant tension is nasty
0: i want to change mine that's that's i I dumbbell side laterals to cable side laterals good point okay say
1: yes um a seated leg curl I need a curling movement for hams. Oh, yeah. So I, I actually, I had to sacrifice your pec deck for the seated leg curl. Um, I had
0: to fight that fight in my head too, Dusty. Yeah. yeah. Standing cap. I to phrase. think about the t-shirt.
1: Yeah, see, yeah. I, I agree with this. But you got to remember, for me, I'm like, I, I've always, that was especially when you get, all right, I, I got to ask you a separate subject later, but there's certain things when you retire, you're like, I can't lose this. Like right. the legs have to stay big. It's just a
0: must. Yeah, Um, I feel that way all the uh, time. If they find me dead somewhere, I want the paramedics to be like, "Oh, this guy's got some quads." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Very important.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. And then, of course, uh, for tries. We're just doing skull crushers, obviously. Oh yeah, and uh, and for biceps, just a cable curl. Again, same thing. I love constant tension for those. For triceps,
0: I almost said we have the old Cybex. Oh, like, love that the mm-hmm. flat that's totally flat. You know, and you just do the extension, and I almost that's for said abs that too. That's yeah, for abs too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that yeah. was a
0: superset, technically, yeah, yeah. Scott.
2: You're up. Oh, I'm not going to add to this list. You guys did a great job. Uh, we have enough. Did questions. Did we miss anything? I don't. I, I, um, I don't think you really did. I mean, I, I feel like that was pretty solid. Um, I could
1: literally do this workout by the way every week, and I, I would yeah. love it. I'm having yeah, a I,
0: really hard. I'm having a really hard time not having a leg curl in there. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. definitely need a leg curl.
2: That's that's kind of like my thing for hamstrings. Yeah. I was able to train my hamstrings to fire. With the leg curl, and then that was a machine that really, I just started using that, like, in a real serious way with Mm -hmm. really hard contractions and slow negatives. Somebody Mm -hmm. told me to do that, and so I started doing that. And, like, two years later, I was still doing it, but I had a lot more plates on the stack. And I was like, holy crap, I've got hamstrings now. So it's like, for me.
0: You got to raise the knee pad up one hole because your legs are bigger. Yes, yes. Was it
2: weird to not have hamstrings and then have those giant calves? You know what? it's hard to say to you know you never know because like I didn't have them. So I didn't miss you were don't you, miss what you don't have. Were you pointing have, you
0: know? your toes to like kind of deactivate your gastroc when you curled your leg or were you keeping your feet back <laughs> and just letting your letting your calves just haul ass in there and yeah. You know one of the best calf workouts is for me is
2: you ever curls, do uh, walking a, Be yeah, alive. seriously. Life seriously. Life Just movies. like sitting there right now. at Costco, pushing right it now. apart, climbing a hill, Playing going with upstairs. With <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you ever do those uh, dumbbell hamstring curls? Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to hold the dumbbell. Oh, yeah, you yeah. got to hold the
2: dumbbell and then your feet are pointed and the calves are, you know. Oh, yeah. The next day, they're that's the only thing I ever do where they'll like, actually get sore. So right. here's what's funny, Ron, and I know this from experience in my house do not talk
1: to a calf person about calf pain. Because yeah. we'll be doing like a, a kneeling leg curl. And Nikki goes, God. Oh, and I'm like, what? She goes, my calves. And I'm like, what? Why are they even activating? They activate and everything. I'm like,
0: obviously. yeah, yeah. I don't obviously, like
1: yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, remember,
0: Mike. I remember the last time I saw Dallas McCarver. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were just sitting there chatting and he had a pair of shorts on. And we were sitting down and his calf was just so insanely humongous. Like and I just I just said, Man, I just gotta fuck I just gotta point at that ridiculous looking calf. And he just starts laughing. He's like, You know where I think I got him? I used to walk, I used to bounce when I walked. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would walk around the house and I would bounce up on my toes. And my mom would always say, You're always going up on your toes when you walk. I don't know why you do that. It looks weird. And he goes, I did that as a kid, like millions and millions of reps for years and years and years and then all of a sudden i wind up with big calves later and i'm wondering if it's because i like it's like hyperactivating them all the time you know
2: (laughs) yeah yeah all right scott questions all right we have a bunch of questions and guys uh, comment below with questions because we could definitely use questions for the next show um there was one in particular i wanted to grab here and i don't see exactly where it is now of course oh, but it was about um it was about prime equipment uh love, and, and love. ron you mentioned not having a lot of prime equipment in the gym is it that you're not a big fan or the, or excuse me the, the
0: people at the gym aren't a big fan of it or, or what's the situation no no i love prime stuff um we there did a sell it we did sell one of our prime rows recently but that's just because you know equipment cycles in and out um okay not everyone was using that specific row but we the prime extension we have is like the best extension it's my favorite one ever um but i'd love to get a bunch more prime in the gym um we actually uh i actually like sent a an inquiry to prime a few months ago. And I said, Hey, you know, these three pieces, what would that run us? And they sent us back a, an invoice, like a quote. And um the, the only reason we didn't buy the pieces was cause the lead time was 36 weeks. Oh wow. They're uh-huh. so busy that they're like 36 to 38 weeks delivery. And we were like, Oh wow. Well, we kind of want like, we kind of want to get these, these pieces in a little sooner than that. So, you yeah. know, Maybe we'll go like, you know, I'll start calling equipment warehouses and see if I can get like a good used, you know, whatever it was, you know, because you can get, uh-huh. you know, refurbished leg curl. It's, you know, in great shape for, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, so, so that lead time was difficult at the time because we're like, well, we can't really wait, you know, was that, seven months or something? Eight yeah. <laughs> he said it <laughs> was Michael Deferro. And, and he said he's got eight prime pieces in his home gym. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Prime's great. I mean, when I went to – uh uh, Ultraflex, the current episode of Mutant on a Mission that's on YouTube right now, that yeah, just yeah. came out. Uh, I trained with Kuba and his partner Mark. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I mean that that gym, Ultraflex, they they've got every single prime piece, plate loaded and pin stacked. They've got everything, the full line of prime, and we used a bunch of pieces when we, we used the PEC deck, we used the side lateral. Um, that stuff's awesome.
2: All right, how about this one? Yep. Um, Kai's Dirty Diana was, in my opinion, probably. Uh, the best posing routine of all time. Um, so here's a question for the next podcast. Now he says the top five to 10 posing routines of all time. That would be a long question, but let's throw out a couple. Who, who, who really sticks out to you guys as being things that really
0: stuck with you? So I believe it's 1990 or 91. I think it might be 91, 90, maybe 92. It's early, it's uh, Lee Brada. Hmm. Lee Labrata has um well he has several amazing routines from the 89 to 92 era uh on YouTube. If you just want to watch Lee Labrata put together a posing routine, it's really something else. So um I would say one of one of Lee's, like I said, I can't quite remember. I remember the poses. Um <laughs> I I believe it was uh 92 in Florida. When uh, or ninety one in Florida when uh, Lee Haney won his last Olympia and Dorian got second, I believe that's the the routine that LaBrada did that I thought was really awesome. Hmm. But um, and then of course uh, I don't know if it's the best, but I'd say it's one of the most important posing routines of all time, and it's Vince Taylor doing the Terminator. Oh yeah, yeah from uh, from from ninety. 92 in Helsinki, Finland or 91. I think it was 91. He comes out and he does the terminator. It's just it and it, yeah, it just it changed awesome. it it changed posing. It transformed. <clears throat> you know, everyone was doing the sort of classic posing, you know, you know, Sean Ray was using Mariah Carey and you know, guys were coming out and posing to and stuff like that. And then Vince Taylor came out and had this terminator thing and it really did change how people looked at posing routines. Um you know, there's uh you know some of, I don't know there's been a lot of a, a lot of great ones over the years. I mean, do you you know when you look at Terrence Ruffin's stuff and like oh, some yeah. of the amazing posing yeah. that that guy everything like he's that. ever done um <laughs> yeah and then, but you know what, Chris Bumstead last year at the o that he was great. that that routine, like I know Chris Bumstead isn't like the craziest poser, you know, mm-hmm. like but it's it's about the routine, the music he picked. He, he in, actually invoked emotion in people watching, like, like you know, it affected the crowd. Like I felt it. It was like a, everyone felt it. Like you're watching Bumstead at his best, like just yeah. unleashing on everybody and doing it with, like, the classiest in the classiest way. You know, yeah. just coming out and murdering everyone with a smile. And he, he used a classic song, you know, a classic rock song, and it was just a great routine. I talked about that on the show. I remember.
1: I feel like you can't have any mentions of posing without LaVroni. Yeah. Yeah. The 99 British Grand Prix to me was – and it was also his look. But, I mean, I thought that was – I mean, literally, I can't listen to Rage Against a Machine without thinking of it. Like a song comes on and I go, oh, Kevin. So I thought that one. And then um, for a different reason, but like you said about uh, uh, – you know pulling emotion was his 2001 olympia after the 9-11 situation he had a great routine that he went on uh it was hero was the song but he also had voiceovers of like news clips and things like that and i remember just watching if you watch it um the video of the olympia you can even see like the crowd reacting and like uh Ben Weider, I mean uh, Joe and his wife were in the front row, like just like nodding and wow. taking in the
2: art of it. You know, it was, right. it was phenomenal. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I got I got one to mention. Now this isn't like this isn't like the best poser of all time thing. In fact, this would be somebody that I think people would say the opposite of. And I'm going to say Branch Warren. Okay, now Branch Warren was there. There was a brand of posing. In that early two thousands, that a lot of people said that this is not bodybuilding anymore. You know, these guys are just kind of strutting around the stage and hitting most musculars. But after he tore his quad, and then he came out to Kid Rock and he spiked that motherfucker, slapped it, and that and flexed it. You know, and it's like ah, I'm back with Kid Rock playing, it was yeah, like yep. there was a moment there that was like just so much power in that, and everybody was in question of like, you know, what's going to happen? Is it ever going to look the same? Is he going to have to retire? And then he slaps that freaking quad down and smacks it, and it was like game on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. That was a cool yep. moment.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's – and, and you know, uh, other moments like Cutler coming out in 09. Yeah. Oof. Oh. Walking out on stage and just stopping halfway. You know, that, that show's <laughs> ended that. Hey, yeah, that show ended when he did that. It ended when he did that. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So you're right, it's not always about the routine. It's about like someone coming out and capturing the moment. Yeah. And just absolutely crushing the moment. Which How about
1: how about how about Marcus Rule in the two thousand two Night of Champions then?
0: I was just I, mean, gonna, I was just thinking of that that toaster video off, a, off an O2 cell phone that is on YouTube that is like one of the most famous videos of anyone ever in bodybuilding, Oh, man. You know, and you just no matter what year it is, you look back and you are like, what were we doing? Yeah, what was, what was going on?
1: I can't decide what was what was scarier, the side chest or the front last bed because his head might pop off like
0: there's just so yeah. much muscle it, i've never ugh. seen a. have never seen a side chest since i've never seen a side chest that looks like a crab shot <laughs> <laughs> like you know most Marcus muscular side, side chest was like a most muscular it was yeah. just like a, a tweaked most muscular it was so crazy
1: Yeah, it's so true. That is unbelievable. That that show you and remember, I don't know if you guys that was back because that was the night of champions. So the judges didn't have a choice but to give him the win. The crowd when he walked out,
0: oh, it would have torn the seats out of the floor.
1: It would have destroyed that place for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're thinking of safety protocols and you know escape routes. (laughs) Uh, How do we get out of this building? (laughs) You know what I mean.
2: Yeah. Here's one for oh, you. Man. Okay. That was fun. Show. I like that. Good That memories. was good. Show question. Uh please share the effective way to find the scooper <laughs> in mutant protein tubs. Thank you for the professional advice.
1: Oh, they always send it on the top for me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. Know it's it's just dusties. dusty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just going to oh, have man. to
0: just going to have to fish around. Make sure You're your hands are clean. Yes. You well, know, the problem with it. Mutant's
1: Protein against everyone else's is the bottle is so full that it's harder to find.
0: Right. But with the other right. brands,
1: it's pretty much empty. So you can just kind of reach right in and rattles around <laughs> no big in there. Deal. <laughs> I was going to say, because
0: it's made in Canada and that's probably an American. So it's been shipped across border. It's been handled a lot. So yeah. The, the tub's been tumbled a bunch of times and the scoop's buried at the bottom. If you buy a tub in Canada, it's sitting right on the top.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like going through the dryer before it comes. Yeah, to, that's <laughs> all that. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about this one? Uh, question for the next is just bodybuilding. What's a TV show you really enjoyed but wouldn't be comfortable recommending to anyone else? Guilty pleasure, unique humor, etc. Basically, tell a few thousand people what show you would never tell anybody that you watch.
0: Oh, yeah. Look. That I, I don't know about that. I know the best of anything. <laughs> yeah I um what did we we got some guilty pleasures oh you know we we've been we've been watched some junk some junk shows we have like we binged watched uh you
1: oh, oh yeah yeah. You. yeah I mean that's it that's you know that's not the first, season.
0: I'll yeah, made first it through season.
1: A season and died out I couldn't do it anymore But we, we like
0: watched it. the first two seasons because I'm like oh let's just keep this train wreck going it was an easy watch right <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so we did that sort of stuff, and then there's also like, I've tried to recommend one of my favorite shows of all time is Arrested Development. Yeah, um mm-hmm. the first three seasons, like season four, Netflix decided to do one years later, and they bought the show and they did a season four, and it was fun, but it was more for the fans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and they did a season five as well, which was actually all right; it was pretty funny. But the first three seasons were like, you know, back in the early 2000s, like they were you know making it as they wrote it and it was just this special brand of humor that some people didn't get like some people watch the rest of development and they're like shit, what the what are we watching like these people are weird this is a weird show there's kind of this narration that's going on it's really but i just find it just brilliant like in the script the dialogue you know people say shit and then leave the room and then like 10 seconds later i'm like oh my god i just realized what they said like (laughs) like you know what i mean there's stuff going on in the background that you have to listen for like a third character mumbling in the background and if you don't catch it you don't get the joke and there's all sorts of amazing stuff on that show i just think it's brilliant but I, I stopped recommending it to people because I'd go, "Did you watch it?" They'd be like, "Yeah, I didn't really get it." Like, i <laughs> be like, "Well, you're dumb."
1: Um- yeah, yeah, you're yeah, okay. Well, sorry for you. <laughs> a lot of dumb people have a hard time with this one. Um- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? So the only thing that I could think of that's recent is um, we recently watched Designated Survivor, which Ooh. the first season was great, but I think it moved over to Netflix or something and the writing changed and then we just suffered through the rest of it. Like it wasn't terrible, but had the second season been the first season, we would have never made it through.
0: You know what I'm saying? So I was fully on board with designated survivor key Sutherland. Cause yes. I'm an old school 24 guy. I oh, thought 20, the first five seasons I stuck with 24 right to the end. I watched the whole thing, but the first four seasons of 24 are We're nuts insanely good television Mm -hmm. like just mind-boggling i I, tv wasn't going to get better to me at that stage it was it couldn't get better so i'm like all in on key for sutherland i'm all in on the concept you know like what happens in the first episode it's like oh my god what would this is crazy how would it happen yeah (laughs) yeah do you know what the show's about scott no so there's a, a real protocol in place where every time they have like You know, a full congressional assembly or a meeting of the government. You know, like at at this, you know, whatever that building's called, the the building in Washington. Okay. Um, There's a real protocol where one of them, one of them doesn't mm. doesn't go.
2: Oh. Just in case.
0: Just in case. Hmm. And everyone takes a turn. So what is he? He's like the minister of transportation or whatever they call it. Yeah, it was like housing. I mean, literally he. he's like the the housing minister or whatever. And he's like 29th in line of importance. And it's his turn. It's his turn to not go to the meeting. It's like a big, huge, you know, state of the union address. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's state of the union. Isn't it president giving a state of the union speech or something something crazy like that? And there's an attack on the building and the whole building is blown up and everyone's dead. So he's literally the only surviving member of the U S government. So he's oh, now wow. the president. Oh, yeah, immediately. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they have him in a separate room and the, you know, the, the state of the union's on the TV and everyone's watching it. And then all of a sudden, you know, he sees out the See window, a few blocks away, the <laughs> whole yeah. capital just, and, and all of a sudden they secret service come in, they rush him in, you know, it's just a chaos. And by the end of episode one, they're like, we have to swear to the, right. yeah. the president. Holy crap. And so you're just like, like, Oh man, like you know and of course you know he finds out it's an inside job right he's got oh. his suspicions like, yeah. and then it's just uh, this whole like cloak and dagger uh-huh. you know what's it called again designated survivor
2: okay right? First
1: season uh awesome. First season hard was to awesome. stop watching yeah, yeah. like yeah. you have to yeah. go it's one of those like we need to go to bed shows yeah and okay. you don't know who you can watch trust one more.
0: <laughs> you know like all the people around him, you don't know who's corrupt and you don't know who you can trust and, you know, the head of the FBI and all those guys are all around him telling him what to do and you don't know, like, who's, you know, who's who and, yeah. Yeah. But by the end,
1: Scott, I mean, and you'll do the same thing if you watch it. You will watch all of it. It's not terrible, but you're like, who is writing this? It gets, like, corny. It starts falling apart later on. There's nine things going around that don't matter. It became woke where they had to make sure that everyone was being do we have any gay black men yet okay we got to bring them in you
0: know right I mean? and we'll announce oh, the second they appear on screen we'll announce that they're yeah. they're gay and yeah. black oh yeah. wait right. we
1: don't have a tra- we don't have a, tran- a transvestite okay we got to bring him her whatever it's called in yeah let's right. let's make that one his
2: sister-in-law and you're like i got what's yeah. happening <laughs> So I just watched, so, we, so I told I told you guys last week, we're watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now that yes. show's not super old, but it really does point out how fast the times have changed because they say things on that program oh, yeah. you can't say anymore, like the F word. And I'm not talking yeah. about the F word we get to monetize. Well, we would get to monetize for that one too, but they call right. each right. other right. an F word. You mean a, word. a British cigarette. Yeah, so or yes. or the R word, which I don't know if we can still say. You're being such oh, you an can R still word. Say it, yeah, you yeah. Can still Say it. Yeah, we're not but, supposed to though. You know? No, but, but it's an
0: actual word. You can still say it. But yeah, but but uh, but yeah, they 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 do the same. Well, how does South Park do what they do? Yeah, right? Like some yeah. of those Park what they do
1: because they do what they do. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like I South Park is what's his name the the, the comedian Chappelle. Oh Chappell. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I finally got around to to watching John Wick this past weekend. Oh, I saw that. Was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yes, I'm hooked. Now I got to see yes, the rest it of it. Yeah, that <laughs> was a we'll good guy's but, dog. Oh, my we'll God, go. too. Now is spoiler alert, I guess, for anybody who else who's who hasn't been watching John Wick. But it, this is really shame years. on you. If I've seen it and you haven't
0: seen it, then <laughs> there's nobody else. They've all seen it. Well, once they're up to John Wick four, we can't feel sorry for people that haven't seen John Wick one okay so
2: the the opening scenes and all that and he's got the dog and victoria was telling me like oh if i ever if i ever died you know i would do something like that because you would need to have like something to to take care of a dog like that you know and and she's just like oh it's just such a cute puppy we don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) and so for like five minutes we're like oh my god yeah it's so nice that he has the dog and then he so the look he on her face. She, she doesn't watch these things. And she looks at me. She's like, what are you making me watch? <laughs> so the dog is murdered. All right, guys. The yeah. Real
0: life me, so. vengeance. Yeah. We're about, yeah. To, we're about to embark on a journey, baby. I had to remind Real her. I was like, okay. Vengeance. Yeah, they're
2: trying to make you feel something right now. Oh, they yeah. really wanted to get you that attachment, and now they took that away from you. This is intentional. Remember, it's just a movie. The dog you know. is still fine. The yes. dog is fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That dog is still alive
1: and he's, he, he pe- made money off of you guys watching that show yesterday, he, yeah yeah the other people
0: the other people are not fine, however yeah, they're yes. gone exactly he they're did kill them for real. John went to see i still I still love I still love that that scene where isn't it early in the movie of the first one the guy goes back to his boss and he's oh like, yeah, you know this is what we did and he's like, you what?" you don't not realize yeah his dog yeah you don't realize <laughs> what you have done yeah 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 yeah, yeah that was, that was awesome. great
2: that was great all right so this guy he really needs some help uh, Danny he says uh, question first just bodybuilding hacks for getting your meals in while traveling I travel for three days, two overnights, every other week for work um, to all different places. I find local gyms and I get my meals in when I'm on the road. So fully believe I can do it. Um, Just looking for a few things the guys always did when traveling, as I'm sure they got to the point where they had to build a set of travel routines around their meals.
0: Super easy hack to start with get a bag of oatmeal and a tub of uh, away isolate and throw it in your suitcase. That could be two meals a day Okay. you have to. It could be three meals a day, have to. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just one day every two weeks, like whatever, that could be. So then you can just say, yeah, it's two meals a day. You have six meals a day, two of them are in your bag. Weighing oats, easy, done deal. Then you what, you you know, you have breakfast at the hotel every morning. That's three meals. Now you're, you know, like, so you can just start Thinking that way. So, mm. right away, the weigh and oatmeal in your bag, two meals taken care of, done. You know, that's how you got to think. So, now you're thinking, well, I'm gone for, you know, two nights. Now yeah. I've taken care of six meals over yeah. those three days. I'll only so got six like, to go. Yeah, uh-huh. I only have this many more meals to go, right? And you just start eliminating meals that way and making it easier for yourself. So, now maybe you pack, you know, what, Dusty, how many you take four? four chicken and rice meals. Four chicken and rice and and two steak and rice and I'd be done. You got six meals of, you know, chicken and rice and steak and rice total and you got six meals of oatmeal and whey and now you maybe grab breakfast at the hotel and boom, boom. Simple. You know? Yeah. And also
1: keep in mind too is nowadays it's gotten super easy. So getting in the hotel, getting veggies and things like that, I never brought vegetables with me. Yeah. So you can always get them that was that was simple um and now uh you know with your short trips you can just cook everything in advance like you don't have to worry about it i never understood why people would take their food unmeasured that with clients they're like yeah, i'm gonna measure when i get time like why just make your meals to get some Bring good tupperware
0: that kind of lock together get some real efficient size tupperware that kind of fit together well so they you know mm-hmm. space space efficient um also too i i know not all hotel fridges um or, you know, my, my hotel fridge this weekend had a little ice box. Yeah. So I was able to refreeze my little ice pack every day. Mm. But if they don't have that, you can just go downstairs and ask someone, Hey, can you freeze this ice pack for me? And I can come get it in the morning. And like, I've had people put notes on it, like room 204 Partlow, and they just throw it in the freezer. Yeah. And then yep. in the morning I go down mm. I'm like, Hey, I left an ice pack in the freezer here and they kind of look at you weird and they're like, okay, I'll go look. They yeah. come back with it. They're like, here it is. Like yeah. people are pretty helpful. Yeah. You can yeah we, people we had that with like that. Um,
1: over, over uh, in the UK. Cause one of the hotels there was at only had those teeny refrigerators. Yeah. I couldn't even fit close to my meals. I brought them all down the stairs. I was like, is there anywhere I can keep all of this food refrigerated? Yeah. yeah. They're Like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. And I would yeah. just come down every day. They'd bring the entire thing out. I'd take three out and hand it back. No yeah. one blinked, you yeah. know, amazing what happens when you tip people. Um, and,
0: like, and like we said, the first day you leave, you can, you know, you can freeze the meals, you know, yep. freeze them all except for one. So you've got one to eat on the plane and the other ones are all frozen. So you're going to they're going to be still cold when you get to your hotel, you know. Yeah. Lots of hacks like that. And just keep it simple. Don't, you know, like some people, maybe their meal plan has. You know, three, four different things for protein, but you're traveling, so just cook chicken. You can just eat chicken two for two days. days if you have to. You yeah. Know? yeah, you don't have to take a bunch of variety. Yeah.
2: So, All right, we got a few more. Let's see if we can rapid fire through these. Any real benefit to switching from test E no. to probe the last no. few weeks before a show? Will you see less water retention, etc.?
0: No, I've never really seen this ever make a difference with a single person. There and you go. I know that bodybuilding lore to some people and I used to hear stuff like oh you know this coach this Olympia coach goes to like test probe mass probe trend Nth or trend trend ace, ace you know, like, yeah. all short stuff but well first of all the mastron shouldn't matter it doesn't aromatize right. um you know uh and uh the the test I mean nowadays with anti-aromatase stuff I mean it doesn't matter some of the best conditions I ever got in my life. I was using Sustanon. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So test is test. Once that once that um, ester gets cleaved off, you just have a testosterone molecule. Your body does not give one shit. And I know, I'll some people, that in mind. That that's this is coming true, from
1: an Olympia coach. Ron yeah. Paul. yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emily, listen up.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Remember the implications.
2: And don't forget, too, you're basically like, say you're using 750 test. So now you're going to go from three milliliters of oil to seven and a half, (laughs) half, you know? Yeah. And
0: you're going to go from twice weekly injections to like every day. And now you've got 10 times the risk of having a bad shot.
2: Yeah, a lot of logistics, a lot of logistics. Uh, Okay, one for Dusty here, and then we had a couple music questions for Ron. We'll do those, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Let's see. He says, I've asked Dusty about this before, but it might make for some good content. I think he meant on it like your your social media. Um, Is the lowest volume total the goal for growth? Let's say someone grows off of six to eight sets for a workout. Should that person have a goal of lowering those total sets for more potential growth? Lower volume uh, plus higher intensity equals the ultimate goal, question mark? Great
1: idea if everything worked out that way mathematically. It's just efficiency. It's what works for you. And efficiency is the word that I remind people of all the time. so no, it's not a matter of can we get this lower? Can we get this lower? It's just where is my peak position for output? And then in turn, recovery. Um, I think sometimes that gets twisted because someone like me was training extremely low volume, but people didn't understand that I was training extremely fast turnaround. So like what I trained on Monday, I trained on Friday. So I was training less sets more often. It all kind of worked out in the end. If you, if you map me out for a year and looked at my total sets, it probably wasn't far from Ron's, and everyone says Dusty's low
0: volume. Hmm. Right. And another thing, too, is um, you, you want to it's – like it's all about recovery. So you actually want to do as much volume as you can recover from, technically, because like, mm-hmm. you want to overload the muscle. You want to make it grow so you know you can do one all-out set with max intensity and it's like you'd have to have incredibly low output for one set to be as much as you could do with max intensity and then your next set suffered like yeah you'd have to be a really low output if you're like you know really like me you know at my best you know i could do you know several all out sets for a body part where my intensity wouldn't suffer yeah. And then you'd eventually get to a point where your intensity is now going to suffer on this set. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the markers. It's not just about minimum volume. It's about, it's about being able to recover from it. And there's also lots of evidence that uh, a really good way to do things is to actually build your volume repeatedly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you got two working sets per body part. Let's say start super crazy low, go to three, go to four. Go to five, Go to build your volume as long as you're growing and you can use that to build your volume up and then reset back down. I like um, that idea. Yeah. Plus like, you're, the only know,
1: way to find the line is to cross it. And I think that's where yeah. people screw up. You're trying to go lower. I'd rather like Ron said, you start really low and say, okay, how did I do? All right, now go up two sets. How did yeah, I do? Until you find that point where like, ooh, we, we went too far. I'm not yeah. recovering. Then you go, okay, for me, that's X number of sets is my line and you hang out there. And then you also factor in, was I clean or not when I did that?
0: Yeah, all that stuff. Hmm. So those things matter, like I was saying with chest, you know, I'm really trying to maintain a lot at this point, right? I look a certain Mm -hmm. way. So I want to just train this way to maintain my look. So, um, you know, I'll do eight total work sets for chest. We'll do four exercises. I'll do two work, two work sets. Two work sets each, and then I'm done chest because Braden sometimes does a, another a fifth exercise, and I did a fifth exercise with him a few times, and then the next chest workout my strength would be down. No kidding. Yep. Yep. And I noticed it. I'm like, oh, I just lost a rep off everything, so I cut out that extra set, hmm. and my rep came back. And I'm like, man, I'm right on the cusp. I'm managing. <laughs> yep. I'm like so sensitive and aware now of my own recovery because I'm just so in tune with. 33 years of training that I can just feel like, okay, that's enough for me today. I had a good day. I had a really good sets on a bunch of stuff. I I actually gained a rep on the the hammer in my mind. I'm like, I don't remember getting nine. I think I got seven last week. So that was a good day. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing another set. I'm right yeah. in my, you know, so that's how I see it. And that's how, you know, you know, it'd be nice if everyone was that in touch with their bodies at the beginning of their Journey, well, that's the right?
1: thing I was going to say. It takes time because you're also able to get more out of each set now. Nah. Yeah. True.
2: Yeah. What yes. about this one, Ron? Metallica. This is from yes. Nevin, fellow Canadian. He says, uh, Ron, have you heard the new Metallica? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, and do you plan on seeing them? Um, love the... Seeing them love live with Pantera in Vancouver in August.
0: He says he has uh, Quebec tickets. Yeah, um, so I'm actually not going to go. Um, I've seen Metallica like like I think eight times. No kidding. Yeah, I've seen them a lot. I've 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 saw every tour I think I ever could see that they've come around for. You know where I was anywhere near. Um, like I remember, you know, I saw you know, load in 95. I've seen every tour since then, pretty much. Um, they're incredible. They're awesome, but I've seen them a lot. And um, the new album is great. I mean, I, it hasn't hooked me in yet. There's, there's a couple of songs where the riffs, I'm like, oh, okay, these, these, I want to listen to this riff again. And I like start the song again. It's got a, I mean, it sounds amazing. Their sound quality on this new album is unbelievable. Um, I and I got to give it, I got to give it several more run throughs. Like as a band, they're, you know, they're writing amazing shit. Like this is a great album, um, but it just, you know, obviously it doesn't have the emotional attachment of like justice for all and master of puppets and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's a great album. And I recommend people who haven't seen Metallica to go see them. They put on a great show. I'm not really gonna, I'm not really interested in seeing the Pantera show live, not because I'm against the kind of the tribute thing they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that I saw the real Pantera back in the nineties. I saw him twice. It was like, I just want to kind of remember seeing Dimebag play those riffs live. And and I'm really <laughs> looking forward. So this is the type of concert where I'm really looking forward to the really high quality digital version of the show that's going to come out. There's going to be a, you know, <laughs> there's going to be. You metallic. sound so old right now. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? I'm waiting like, to watch it at home. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch this one at home on our amazing 4K TV. I just got I got a new TV coming to watch it on the, on the 4K with the sound system. That's going to be my next Metallica concert because I've seen them. I did the whole go get sweaty and up close and personal smash it up. Yeah, yeah, I did that many I, times. I
1: got to share this with you, Ron. So I'm, I went to a, a friend of mine here has a, a couple nutrition stores. So I went to his he had a five year anniversary event and I'm talking with a guy from the gym and he goes, ah, I hurt my knee last night at, at a show. And I said, oh, who'd you see? And he said, I saw Blink 182. And so he shows me the video, and I said, oh, I remember the first time I saw them. He goes, when? And I said, I think I was 15. They were called <laughs> Blink, and there were about 80 people in the room, and it was 10 bucks." And he's like, what? Yeah. He couldn't even imagine. I was like, yeah, yeah, I bought their CD for $8 when I left. They had this thing called the CD back then. I'll have to yeah. show you a picture. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny because he showed me this, and I'm like, what are there, 20,000 people in there? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking – it was like eight bucks when I saw them and you just yeah. like walked in, you know, and they yeah. were at the end standing there trying to sell their merch to get to their next yeah. event in their van.
2: I saw green day for like, you know, seven, eight bucks. It was like crazy cheap oh. back in the, the <laughs> I yeah, love yeah, it. way back in the
0: day. Yeah, there's a, a certain thing. Um, I I love reading the biographies and autobiographies of, yeah. you know, like Dave Grohl's book. It's and, phenomenal. you know Anthony Kitus's book and um, people from bands like that um, I read a, a a book a guy that was a roadie with ACDC he he mm-hmm. had a little book that I read and um people don't realize man those guys like they work so they worked so hard like ACDC in the 70s they they were on the road like they would play three hundred wow pub pub shows a year. Yeah, huh. and they weren't even famous yet. Yeah. They're just like yeah. selling surviving. albums. They're maybe doing okay in England and Australia. They're getting some radio play. Yeah, you know what I mean. But they're not like living the rock star life. They're driving from town to town, playing in every club, every bar, they're probably every opening night. up for other people. Stuff opening like anyone that will yeah. take them. People you got to hear this band ACDC from Australia. They're opening for this band. And, you know, yeah. it's like in a bar and there's 50 people there when they're playing and then everyone else shows up for the band that's on the bill, you know? Like, yeah. And they would do that and building their fan base like a few people at a time and like, you know, smoke-filled rooms too. It's the 70s. So just imagine the <laughs> fucking smoke in those bars. And just and then also too, like releasing an album every year because that's yeah. how you had okay. to work your ass off yeah. so you're you're playing 300 nights <laughs> a year and you're also writing, writing new recording. songs <laughs> because the second you come off the road you're going back in the studio because the record company wants another album and so you do 300 nights and then you go right back in the studio and you've got six weeks to lay down a new record and you've got these songs you've kind of half ass written and then you got to write them <laughs> And then you go home and you see your family for Christmas. And then you got to go right back on the road. 300 more nights to do yeah, the new album. I love it. And like that was the life of those 70s bands and those 80s bands trying to make it. And bands like Blink and the Punk Rock Days and Green Day mm-hmm. coming up in the 90s and late 80s and early 90s. And I just, people, people don't realize how hard those bands worked. They did stuff that it was like almost a war of attrition. Like how long <laughs> can you do this for? Like if you can it do bodybuilding. this for long enough, you'll make it. <laughs> Yeah, You know? Yeah. It's just did the you, guys that were able
1: to do it, made it. Did you see that, Scott? Spring of Green Day, there was a thing going around Instagram. There was like a cover band doing Green Day in Ireland in like a bar. Okay. They're going yeah. off, and he was there. So he You're walked kidding, on stage Joe was without there. saying a word and just grabbed the mic. And the lady at first reacted like thinking, who is this guy? And she goes, oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. They start playing basket case
1: yeah,
2: yeah. There was,
0: and 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 i guess billy joe was like right outside the bar and he heard yeah. like the riff and he walked into the bar walks right up on stage a guys with cell phones filming it it was amazing that's I mean, so yeah, cool, cool. i love when you hear stories like, like that the drummer realizes what's going on and he he's just like holy shit yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I feel stuff like that He made those people's day that's for sure yeah i saw a cell phone video of uh it was from inside like a kind of an open air beach bar, you know. hmm Yeah. And there was a band and they're they're playing along and uh Brian Johnson, the singer from A C D C just happens to be in the pub. And he just gets up on stage and just says this Play play something that we, that I know, and they just start playing Shook Me All Night Long, and he just busts into it, and oh, they jamming, amazing. and the crowd's freaking out. People are like, oh, my God, it's Brian Johnson, you know? Dude, and then he just so gives crazy. the microphone back and walks off stage, grabs his beer, <laughs> you know? See y'all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. That's I great. love that stuff hey is that it for questions Scott yeah we had answer? we had a few
2: more but that's about all we had time for so we'll uh, we'll call it clear and good here and if anybody wants to take part in the next show let's start a fresh a fresh batch of questions on this show and we'll tackle
0: those next time around beautiful yes remember like share subscribe comment and ring the bell ring the bell and remember think big bodybuilding media patreon keeper producer homed for the price of a cup of coffee. A little cup. Yes, a little <laughs> cup. Today's a little cup. A little cup. Uh, it's cute, though, isn't it? It's cute.
1: I love it. Just It makes you <laughs> massive. Yes. Living in my house is a little dusty. Yeah, I, I, love I, love it. It. I love it. I love it. It's a good a system okay
2: like dave um, tate said your bike that's a really little bike that was so, <laughs> so funny
0: you don't ride that do you yeah <laughs> he you don't ride that do you so after <laughs> it was over with i picked one of my like better videos and i said yeah. it to him on instagram and i said here's me on my little bike yeah okay so i said yes i said yes i ride my little bike and then his response with all capital letters was like yes you do <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That was still, I still uh, really uh, happy with that interview with Dave. That was a great episode. That was cool. Amazing. That was cool. That was great. And uh, so remember everybody, it's just bodybuilding. Thanks for tuning out. We'll see you again next week.